Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. What is going on everybody? My name is Cutter Lawler. Welcome to another week of Weird News Wednesdays. This is the Heroes for Hire podcast. We are back again talking all the strangest news stories from around the world. We talk about the news that the real news is too afraid to talk about. As always, I am joined by my partner in crime, I should say. Oh my God, Sean. It is Mr. Sean Meehan. (laughs) He made... Look, honestly, (laughs) listeners, usually I would absolutely rinse Connor for making even the slightest (laughs) mistake in the intro. But you know what? It's it's a very warm day. It, we, yeah. We're both heat stroked boys. Uh, now, so. to be to be fair, I did before we clicked record say I'm a professional, Sean. <laughs> so. he, did, he, he did, and then he said, "One take, Lawler." They call me. <laughs> I did say that. He said that out loud. I yeah. mean, it's it's one of those that you had a coming, and I feel like I might have had this coming. Well, you know, 100 and whatever weeks we've been doing this, you're allowed a yeah. couple of mistakes. I yeah. will say I'll never let you forget it. Uh, That's like true. This is, this is going in like your, your eulogy, my friend. Remember that time you <laughs> slightly fucked up the intro of episode 140 of Weird News? Because I do. <laughs> um, Sean, this is Weird News. What do we do here? You have spent the week gathering all of the weirdest news stories from around the world. You're about to read them all out to me, um, a man who has not heard any weird news story at all. I've been too busy eating spaghetti. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Can I tell you about my it spaghetti incident today? You weren't going to improv class anywhere, for fuck's sake. Not at all, not at all. But I had some spaghetti earlier and made the mistake of, okay. I made the sauce. I was trying to be a good boy. Made the sauce from scratch, yeah. right? And oh, Big show. Ground, not ground, what are they called? Chopped tomatoes. And yeah. uh, So far it's not looking good for this, <laughs> this sauce. Oh, well, Connor, I'm wearing a white shirt at the minute. I was wearing a different white shirt beforehand. <laughs> Bowl calls spaghetti with white shirt. I didn't that think, is the work I of a didn't even think about it. I didn't mm. even think about it. So I, mm. I, there I was cooking. It spat big load of fucking tomato on me white I, shirt. I think I think growing up is realizing no white shirts with spaghetti. Even if you're in your thirties or forties, I mean, there's yeah. a chance. There, there's always the chance. You just have to plan ahead for that. I would also say no red shirts with spaghetti because it'll be a different kind of red and it'll stand out more. It just looks weird. Oh, it could look like a, a tie dye shirt though. <laughs> How how much sauce are you spilling on yourself, my friend? <laughs> Just swimming in it. <laughs> you in a three-piece tie-dyed suit. <laughs> well, people think it's tie-dyed, but in reality, it's, it's just sauce. basil and tomato. <laughs> um, so, Sean, we are starting this week 
um, with a story that the minute I see it, and it actually has broken a lot of mainstream news sources this week. Um, Interesting. And the minute I see it, I thought, that's what I'm starting this week with, because it's our perfect encapsulation in the Venn diagram of just stupidity, shithousery, and just a massive result of very minor mistakes because I have okay. a woman and her cardboard sign ruined the Tour de France <laughs> and now the police are after her. <laughs> I think I saw that. Well, I saw a big, like, 47 bike pile up. Is that what I'm thinking of? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay, I didn't look into this intentionally, so I'm delighted it's coming up. <laughs> In the most cartoonish turn of events ever. Law enforcement is on the hood for the woman who caused a massive crash at the Tour de France after she struck a rider with her comically large cardboard sign while trying to get some screen time. Now, if you haven't heard this, this was the very first stage of the Tour de France. Oh dear, And so all, all the best lads are at the front. Like the lads that you want to win it. They're all geared up for the day. They're pulling off the starting line and this woman sees her chance because the cameras are going to be on them. Yeah. And so she's got a big sign and thinks this is the perfect time to get some screen time. Going to shout back to the family at home, look at me, ma'am, I'm on TV. Kind look, of thing. I have access to cardboard and a Sharpie, father. <laughs> The spectator pushed out her side um, as the peloton fast approached. But after focusing on the TV cameras and not at the race at hand, <laughs> the side ended up clipping German rider Tony Martin, resulting in a massive domino-style pile-up that knocked over dozens of riders. <laughs> oh, I, it's terrible to say, but I love watching a load of bikes bicycles crash because... It is like dominoes. It's just this. It just gets worse and worse and worse. Because there's nothing you can do. Like if you're the fifth guy back and the first four all fall, there's nowhere to go. And like it's the start of the race. Like you're so close together at that point. So with the Tour de France cyclists piling up on the track and spilling out onto the side onto innocent spectators, the race was held up for several minutes and it took around 25 kilometres for the group to recover. <laughs> what? 20? As in for everyone to, like, to catch be back, back up? Going, Fucking hell. And was there anything, was there any like, um, you know... And given to say, like, look, that clearly wasn't your... That's not down to your skill as a rider, sir. <laughs> you just wasn't fast enough. You have to be aware of all the things that are happening, Sean. What kind What kind of cyclist doesn't know how to dodge? Come on. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, dodge, cycle. They're the six rules of cycling. Of cycling. And there's a slight overlap with the dodgeball community there. <laughs> now, why we're covering this is there were no serious injuries, except for maybe German rider uh, Jascha, Jascha Sutherland. I feel like I'm mispronouncing that. Um, he had a severe contusion to his right wrist that will have to have further examinations. So he had to pull out of the race. But everybody else was just in a big pile-up and no injuries were very serious. Now, Tony must be fucking livid. Naturally, those watching at home were absolutely baffled by the woman's determination to get three seconds of screen time, which effectively ruined the tournament <laughs> that the cyclists have spent all year training for. And was the Tour de France cancelled last year? Am I right in thinking that? Um, I actually can't. I, I mean, it was in the midst of, like, if it's this time last year, it is in the midst of a lot of things being cancelled. Yeah. So I so can only assume it would have been. What a start to the return of the Tour de France. Can I watch this video now? Because I actually did avoid it. You can watch this video of the woman ruined it. And I want you to just really concentrate on how much of a fuck-up she makes with such a minor, minor mistake. Yeah, there's no way, like, as an individual element, that sign should not have caused... That piece of cardboard should not have caused such damage. Yeah. I don't want... I don't want pictures. Give me... I should... What the fuck is this? CBS News YouTube channel, you're awful. Uh, fan sign causes major crash at Tour de France. Here we go, this is the one. What we, come on, come on, load up. Oh, here we, here go. we go. Here we go, here original we go. video, it says, oh my go. God. Yeah. <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> That's ridiculous. 
Because you see him coming, and he sees the sign, but he realises he can do nothing about it at that point. Because you can't move. Because the place no, is packed. There's about fucking 100 cyclists on his left side, <laughs> and a lot of civilians <laughs> on his right. It's... <laughs> And she's just happy out. What is what? What does that mean? I don't speak good enough French to determine that. Um, apparently, it says "Come on, Grandpa and Grandma." <laughs> oh God! Oh no! She's giving a shout to the grandparents. Yeah, they love cycling. Well, and and more than that, they love well, the start of a cycling. No, race. actually, they fucking hate cycling. <laughs> That's why she did it. They're actually behind on their own bikes, ready to overtake. <laughs> They're tricycle enthusiasts. They hate the two wheels. <laughs> they hate the sport. <laughs> they hate. They're they in the back of the tricycles thinking, this is our time. They, every year, they come around here taking our spotlight. Yeah, they think they're so great because they don't need three points of contact on the road. It's <laughs> It's heartbreaking to watch, but it's... My God, it's a mess of colours. I, I mean, it, we've covered a lot of these stories where, like, human error leads to massive mistake. And yeah. this woman's being sued for this because, of course, the Tour de France are suing her. She has ruined the whole competition for everyone. But... Uh, yeah. Look, I will say, and I'm all for punishing people when they do bad things. To be fair, it is just, uh, like, it's on a road. There's no railings. There's no barriers. There's no nothing. I think you're uh, meant to use your brain and not block the cyclists, though. Uh, no, people are meant to have common sense. But, yeah. you know, people are dumb. People are idiots, Connor. <laughs> that is true. That is true. But Except for our um, listeners. No, especially, he thinks. Especially no, you guys. Connor, we're on the same fucking team here. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to ruin my eulogy with all my mess-ups. <laughs> oh, it all comes back to the eulogy. <laughs> Um, but I'm just trying to imagine that woman in maybe the 10 seconds afterwards like what do you do is really the main thing because that's the thing is because the crash happened when your man hit her sign that whole thing happens in front of her yeah so she turns because she must have she feels the contact she's like what is that oh a cyclist in the Tour de France who could have predicted Um, what are you doing here sir (laughs) (laughs) this is my road Um, but she turned around and when she turned she must just see 40 men all just in a pile just absolutely in bits on the tarmac being like god did someone do something Like completely oblivious. <laughs> Normally we have this situation where they have to come to terms with it in the moment and be like, yeah. I did this. I think this woman remains completely oblivious. She she was fully looking around to see who was responsible. Ah, but, ah lads, who did that? Lads. Ah, that's fucking terrible. She was mad because the camera stopped pointing at her sign and like panned <laughs> over to the 40 cyclists on the road. <laughs> what would have made it fair was when they were on the ground, she runs back over with the sign on her knees. <laughs> She's like still in front of it. She flips it around and it says, ha 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 ha. <laughs> I hate cycling. And she's got a little like Hamburglar mask on. <laughs> she's like, you'll never catch me. She, she takes one of the bikes and she's like, I'm going to compete. It's not your race anymore. And then you have this situation where she's on the run, right? But because it's yeah. the Tour de France, the police legally bound to follow her on pedal bikes and, and they have to protect protect her because she's in the peloton so she's now, the peloton, now she's, she's part of it she's signed up yeah so like she and 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 then it's this beautiful story of the nation comes around to love her uh and this is over multiple days and they sleep in between but they never like arrest her they're just like let's see how no. far she gets <laughs> they just keep traveling to the next city to complete the race we'll get her after the last, last next leg We'll get her after the next one. Yeah, and they're, they're arguing. She's like, sure, look, wouldn't it be class to say you did the Tour de France? Like, <laughs> She's probably the only one not on drugs, to be fair, in the race. So she Name had, she one cyclist who's ever famously done drugs. Uh, wasn't there the stat of like the 2004 Tour de France, or I don't know what the year was especially, but the first, the lads who finished first to 17th, have all been done for drug use. <laughs> so the guy who finished 18th is technically the winner of the Tour de France. He's, yeah, he's the best, like, unaltered Tour de France member. That's something <laughs> yeah. I... There was this conversation I heard, I think it was on another podcast at some point, but, like, if there was, like, the regular Olympics 
and then the steroid Olympics. Oh, you'd watch it? Yeah. Like, no one would watch the regular Olympics, surely. No. And I just think, let them take whatever they want. Like, I, Tommy Tiernan had a bit on that once, but, like, he he once said that if somebody wants to run the 100 metres in four seconds, I want to fucking see that. <laughs> I want to see what happens. That's <laughs> like, very, very true. Riddle them with steroids. Let them out. But I don't want, like, half of them on steroids and half of them not. I want everybody, a, a whole scale change of the sport that everybody knows what everyone else is doing. And you have to, like, get a better drug than the other team. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, and then it becomes like, oh, they only won because they could afford better drugs. <laughs> it's never that he trained harder. Oh, <laughs> God damn, he took more drugs. It's like, I rock up to the Olympics and suddenly I'm fucking Captain America. <laughs> I'd, I'd watch that. You, like, normal lads just showing up. <laughs> Me and you just fucking trying our best. <laughs> just turned up into the weightlifting. And all the boys like absolutely jacked and need you just walking we're like sitting on a couch we just say ah oh, fucking right here we go <laughs> we're just like we'll do it together alright one two <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah this woman has ruined the Tour de France she's ruined all of summer sport um, she's ruined the whole cyclist calendar and I feel like that's a lot of effort to a lot of pressure to put on one person but also very funny for one three second mistake Oh yeah, and that's what. No matter what happens in this Tour de France, that's what'll be remembered for. Absolutely, nobody will remember who won. Just this no. lady. Um, so we're moving on to our next piece of weird news, Sean, and it involves naked sunbathers violating COVID restrictions. I love this headline. Please continue. Mm. Naked sunbathers say sunbathers, I should say, fined for COVID violations after cops rescued them from a deer. <laughs> What? A deer? Like a deer? Like an animal? The deer? Like a deer, yeah. Like a female deer. That's a doe, Connor, you fucking pig. So, these naked sunbathers were, like, attacked by a deer? Or, like, uh, confronted by a deer? Or they went looking for a deer? So... Nobody likes being caught naked in public, Sean. It's just embarrassing. We've all I would been argue. There. I would argue some people do, but continue. That's actually good. That's yes, exactly. But it sure does add to the shame when you get fined hundreds of dollars for violating public health rules. Two nude sunbathers in Sydney received a ticket for seven hundred and fifty dollars each after the Australian police caught them violating COVID-related stay-at-home orders, and it's all because they got scared by a deer. Um, the men aged 30 and 49 decided to go air out their family jewels by god what a lovely way of putting it despite Sydney's strict rules about not leaving the city's metropolitan area they snuck mm. out and headed for a beach on Australia's south coast a lovely coast I can only assume I would imagine quite one cold of the best. it is I, I think Austra- I imagine Australia even in winter it's hot you know? Yeah, it's, it's probably like 20 degrees. Yeah, yeah, and we, we'd be dying year-round. Yeah, it was all fun and games. Until better than New Zealand, though, isn't it, lads? Isn't it a much better country than New Zealand? How would you like that, Waffles? <laughs> That's classic show to our Patreon, Waffles. <laughs> Just Sean is starting his own war with Waffles, but it's okay. I don't know, why, I don't know how it started, but I know how it's going to finish. <laughs> New Zealand are going to attack. Yeah. I think, actually, New Zealand has, like, a population of 4 million. We have a population of 4 million. I think it's, I think it would be the most laid-back battle of all time. That's what I was just going to say. Like, we'd start fighting and we'd eventually just sit down and chat and become friends. And we'd just go, ah, fuck it. Ah, <laughs> fuck it. Cans? Cans. Cans. <laughs> um, it was all fun and games until a mischievous critter intruded on the beach. After being picked up by the cops, the men told them that a deer suddenly appeared out of the woods. They've woods right beside a beach. Very strange place with the woods. Um, <clears throat> the story doesn't say whether the deer was being aggressive or whatever or whatever else might have happened. All we know is that the nudist duo escaped the animal into the woods without their claws. They ran into the woods. They ran into its territory. I mean, it's after coming from the woods. It knows that area too well. Yeah, it can track you in the woods. And you're like, arse naked, buck naked, if you will, in the woods. Well, like, <laughs> yes. Thanks, thanks very much. But you're going to get scratched by brambles. If you fall in a thistle, you're fucked. 
Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> oh. Think of all the places a thistle could sting you. And you couldn't sit down anywhere. Oh, like on a no log. dock leaves. <laughs> <laughs> Running through the woods. This might surprise you, Sean, but the men soon become helplessly lost. <laughs> I would say um, so. They kept wandering around until they had no option but to call for help. According to the New South Wales Police, the authorities received a call for assistance from the men at around 6pm that night. The cops went to the rescue, both by car and a helicopter. They found a 30-year-old man walking alone along a track in the National Park. The police say that he was still naked at the time. Oh, God bless you. Sneeze there. It's all right. It's all right, Connor. You're allergic to news. I'm allergic to nakedness. I'm a pasty <laughs> Irishman. <laughs> He's uncomfortable the with the concept. <laughs> um, a while later, the helicopter located the 49-year-old, likewise only partially clothed, elsewhere in the woods. Clearly the two had gotten separated in the forest. How do you get... S- you don't split up. Yeah, like I'll look for the exit and then if I find it, I'll wander back into the woods. You look for the deer. <laughs> Yeah, you take him down. Look out Look out for the antlers. That's his weapon. <laughs> the relief at being rescued probably didn't last too long. Both were soon enough handed a fine for unlawfully leaving the Greater Sydney area. So, I mean, they got, fr- they got saved. But then they're like, yeah, but we have to find you now because you technically broke the rules, even though you are naked and after being chased by a deer for the last three hours. But that's no excuse. Uh, mm. for, for breaking COVID guidelines, my friends. Uh, mm. So, how long How long does it say how long they were in the woods before they decided to call for help? Cause um, it doesn't say how long they were in the woods, but I mean, I think it would be quite a while before you admitted that you were hopelessly lost. At what, like, why would you... Why run into the woods when you're just seeing a deer? Run down the beach! Yeah, or at least grab your clothes before you go. You know, like... Yeah, I mean, just... yeah, but... I'll, they, I think they were worried. They they did the trick of they put the phone in their shoes and they were like, mm. nobody's going to find that. So That's we true. don't want to touch that. It might That's fall their, out. Yeah, and no one ever steals shoes, like... But so That's actually, like... That's as good as putting it in a safe. You have shoes on the beach. Stick your phone, stick your watch, stick everything inside there. Go into the... Stick your wallet in there. Go into the sea... People are kind of like, geez, I want to rob him, but I have no fucking clue where he puts all of his valuables. We're dealing with some kind of fucking <laughs> magician here. Like, <laughs> people don't, a lot of people don't know, Fort Knox is actually just a load of shoes on a beach. <laughs> Escape if you can, <laughs> but you never will. <laughs> the, um, so, I, I mean, go on. No, I was just going to say that, um, do you think these two men found it funny? Or they're, they're never going to tell anyone about this ever. I think they know that they're breaking the law. And mm. I think there has to be a big chat amongst themselves to be like, we have to call the police at some stage. But can we get out of this by ourselves? So that's why I'm thinking it has to be ours. Because it takes a while before you have to admit to yourself, fuck it, I'm willing to take the fine and get arrested. Just realise something, Connor. Go on. So these men, uh, they were, they were absolutely naked, but they managed to grab their phone before running, it, running into the woods. Oh, oh, exactly. Yeah. And they received a call for assistance from the men at around 6pm that night, yes. So they called, so they had the presence of mind to take their phone, but not mm. the rest of their clothes. Well, maybe their phone was not actually in their, in their shoes, they had put it in somewhere else. So, 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 some kind of backpack, perhaps. Not technically clothes. Not technically clothes. <laughs> they just run around with a little backpack. Little backpack. Just completely naked. Just, but with, you know, adequate preparations. One of them has a fanny pack. Yeah, oh yeah, just a little fucking zip thing. Yeah. Phone in that, absolutely grand. Absolutely, and so they have enough to ring the police. But then, once again, you have the phone with you. There has to be a conversation between the two of you to be like, "We have to call them in, but, but we do don't want to get a Google Map or some sort." 
I mean, you could do Google Map. You could do, actually, it's a computer, technically. So you could do anything other than call the police. Yeah, you could, yeah, yeah. You could You could probably call an Uber and, like, get it, just fucking get it. And the deer shows the up driving the car. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, this guy again. <laughs> um, I, also, the deer scared them into having to pay the fine. I think at that stage... I think if you're naked, any animal shows up, you're already a weakened position. Well, the animal is also naked, to be fair. So in many ways, That's it's true. finally a level playing field. Yeah, like, uh, no, no, nobody has dignity here. We just no, have killing machines. Yeah, but if you see, like, a giraffe in a fucking shirt and tie, you're dead. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> is he going for a meeting or is he going to kill me? I don't know, Sean. I don't, I don't know whether this herbivore will murder me or not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Sean I feel like these the Australian lads they're after having a tough time but they can rest easy knowing they're still better than everyone in New Zealand so we can <laughs> we can all rest easy with that <laughs> why am I joining in <laughs> I don't want to cause any ruckus <laughs> we're a tag team in this Connor. I don't know why I always tag team with you you get me involved <laughs> it's you and me versus all of New Zealand <laughs> I actually quite like New Zealand. (laughs) Yeah, actually, I think that's like the best place in the whole world. It's class. They they have Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and also they they're quite good at dealing with issues that have been plaguing the world for the last while. John, I don't know if you noticed. I no, sorry. Fill me in, Connor. This is weird news, correct? (laughs) It is. Yes. Okay, good, good, good. Um, so, Sean, we're going to move on to our next piece of news. And I have a Wyoming man who, I mean, sometimes you see a headline and you think, that's weird news. That's just us, because we've covered this a few times. But this is a new little spin on it, because I have Wyoming man calls the police to ask why he wasn't arrested. Is dead arrested. <laughs> Sorry, lads. Uh, just a quick question for you here. <laughs> a Wyoming man who asked a sheriff's dispatcher why he hadn't been arrested soon found himself in handcuffs. The 62-year-old man called the Campbell County Sheriff's Office on Thursday to ask why he hadn't been arrested after deputies raided his house in the previous day. When the dispatcher asked why he should be arrested, the man replied with, Well, I mean, they found a load of meth at my place yesterday, so I'm just wondering, is there any updates? <laughs> Like, lads, like, should I be ready? Should I be ready to go, or is this a? Are we all good here? <laughs> is our transaction complete? And I'm just, I'm just having a quick follow up call. Just a love, quick, just a bit of information I need. I love the idea that this lad was like lying awake at night, being like, "Am I? Like, is this? Yeah. Am, am I? Should I wait for a knock on the door? Like, am I? Am I going somewhere? They should. They never. I should have been told." <laughs> The dispatcher initially thought it was a prank call, which you would, but yeah. the man assured her, <laughs> assured her, that he definitely had met, that he had used met, and the police had found his met. <laughs> why were? Why wasn't he arrested? <laughs> That's a very good question that I don't know the answer to. Maybe they was like scouting it out because they were hoping somebody else would turn up to his house. Something Maybe, like that. or did he just like fucking talk? Um like, talk his way out of it. Eventually, the man also told the dispatcher, ten young men were following him. So while he had her on the phone, she should look into that also. <laughs> Just I, one other thing. It's while I have you here. Why have you on the phone? I'm currently being followed by close to a dozen ruffians. And... If someone could look into that at your earliest convenience. Like, fair enough, right? I've got met. I've used met. They found met. But these ten lads... They look a bit sus. I don't want to get involved, but some they look a bit dangerous. Some of them are wearing hooded sweatshirts. <laughs> None of them have taken any met. That's me. But they look like they're about to. And that's worse. One of them blew a cloud of smoke that smelled like bubblegum. And <laughs> frankly, that seems odd to me. <laughs> Doesn't smell like met, which I've taken, but it smelled like bubblegum, which is one step below. Yes, um, and I know you might be thinking, like, oh, you're unsure, sir. No, I'm intimately familiar with meth. <laughs> no, Sean, this is where it gets interesting. Nobody had raided the man's house or was planning to arrest him, said the police. Oh, goodness. Okay. 
So this was a case of a man literally confessing to having a... He just rang up the police and said, I have a load of meth. What, what's happened here is that this man has taken a load of meth. Mm. And he's imagined that the police have come around and then left. And then called the police station after he was on the met saying god why didn't you arrest me that was weird and the police are like we've never heard of that man before we had no involvement with him but here i have 20 minutes free so i'll call around after the after the call another deputy spotted the man driving erratically and followed when he pulled off the road the man allegedly told the deputy after he was pulled over he had used methamphetamine a day and a half before and was still high. <laughs> What's the... like? How long does that stay in your system? <laughs> this next sentence is, I think, one of my favourite sentences ever uttered on the show. He told the deputy that there was nothing to worry about as he had spoken to his higher-ups and they had come to an understanding. <laughs> Listen, you... Listen, you know Maureen. Well, me and Maureen go way back. All right. I've got above your head. I'll be honest with you. I've got above you. I know you're pulling me over for driving, but I've talked to the big lads at the top. That's right. And look, I know you. You're probably not privy to these conversations very often. But I, we look. We, we've hashed it out. We've arranged it. It'll be more embarrassing for you if you bring me in. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, they're already me and them. We've got a bit of a ting going. We're in a bit of a click. Currently, right? And I give them information. They let me off with my met. It's a good deal. It's a win-win for everybody involved. Um, who you should be after, officer, is the ten youths paragliding behind me. <laughs> he, did, he did ask the deputy had he seen nine young men <laughs> roaming around. Oh, fuck, he's killed one. Oh, no. <laughs> He's killed one. He's like, well, did you see where the other nine went? Uh, they all scattered after I murdered that one. <laughs> I, maybe he was the leader and the other of this bandit ever since, but he, I can't. He be looked too like sure. the youngest. I took out the youngest. I'm like a gazelle. <laughs> I just, I went in there and I took the weakest. <laughs> I took the weakest. Left some survivors to tell my tale. <laughs> I mean, so he's like, deputy. I've already talked to the higher ups. Nothing to worry about. I've got met. Don't even blink, don't even think about it. Also, have you seen nine young men going around? I talked to you about that. It wasn't solved. It's not a great problem to have around here. Um, Because apparently he said they were threatening him and claiming that they would take his mess. And you know me, deputy. There's nothing I love more than my mess. Again, Metty don't Joe. bother. <laughs> I know I'm called Betty Joe on the streets, but once again, don't even look into it. Because this will be a waste of your time, my time, and everybody's time. I think we can all agree I should be let off scot-free. And this is my associate, (laughs) scot-free. Scot-free and met Joe. What do you what do you think of this? Uh, what do you think of this man? Now it's a it's a case of he did poorly on the sobriety tests and he was arrested because they found meth in his system. But what do you think has gone wrong here that this man has led to this situation? Sorry, are you confused about what went wrong in this situation? I mean, Connor? I feel like he's just a good Samaritan. He's just trying to turn off the gang drug trade in his area. He's solving gang problems. He's, he's solving gang yeah. by he's taking all the meth onto himself. Yeah, like, like he's taking it from the youths and he's like, you don't need this. I'll take it. So I'll show I'll smoke 40 packs <laughs> and that'll teach me. <laughs> Let me show you the dangers of meth, children. <laughs> and then to ring the police. And they, I like how the dispatcher was like, this is definitely a prank call. He's like, no, no, no. They were here. <laughs> I like how straightforward the dispatcher was. Just like, and... Should, should you be arrested? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, uh, someone rings you up and goes, sorry, just a quick follow-up. Um, the police were here yesterday. They found a load of meth. I was just wondering, am I going to be arrested? What's the deal with that now? What's the dealio with that kind of situation? <laughs> sir, can I, can I get like a name from you, please? <laughs> uh, no, no, they'll know my name. <laughs> Talk to the sheriff. He'll know. <laughs> yeah, they'll, I'm, I'm well known around these parts. <laughs> Metty Joe <laughs> Ring a bell Please please Metty Joe was my father <laughs> Call me Crystal Meth Joseph 
<laughs> Sean has met, play, maybe played a part in this man's fall from grace. I mean, well, let's not bring grace into this. Yeah, but, okay. Uh, I think Methy Joe, his problems, I'm sad to say, might stem from the mess, honestly. Yeah, I, uh, I think he, he might have ratted himself out, which is the worst kind of snitch. Yeah, it's like when you get mad at someone for something that they did in your dream. It's, and it's, it's just like, they have no control over this, but it's that situation, but it's something he imagined while he was high on meth, then got him arrested for possession and use of meth. And it's a bit of a tapping for every officer. Like, whoever gets there oh, first gets the easiest, easiest arrest ever. Yeah, yeah, like, we don't have to plan anything. We've recorded his 911 call, and he told us he had met. Like, this is actually, it's leading to a very, like, string of easy jobs for a bunch of people in law enforcement like the dispatcher mm. had a grand day the police officer that arrested your man had a great day the judge who sentences him he oh, yeah. the easiest Absolutely. fucking case ever. It's like, oh so we have evidence of you saying you've done all this stuff <laughs> on the phone and then to the officer and then saying you had a deal with the person on the phone you hired a skywriter <laughs> Um, so Sean we're going to move on from that man who ratted himself out which I quite enjoy to the worst day in pigeon racing history Sean it occurred oh. this week it, um, really? yeah all, it's a sad how day is, how long is the history of pigeon racing? I can only assume thousands of years it goes back to 19 BC 19 B. <laughs> oddly specific for a man who just said, oddly specific. I can assume thousands of years. I can, I can assume. <laughs> I like to start broad and then very quickly narrow into the most specific of years. You just downloaded that information. <laughs> I, I went broad, then I thought, no, the people need more. They know, they know I know this information off the top of my head. So, I mean, it's 19 BC or around 21 BC. I, I'm not quite sure. Uh, well, modern pigeon racing originated in Belgium in the mid nineteenth century, Connor. Yeah, that's what I said. The nineteenth century. The line BC. is very bad, very bad <laughs> lately. Uh, did you think I said nineteen BC? I said nineteenth century BC. <laughs> the nineteenth century BC. I I understand. Perfect. <laughs> that's actually further away <laughs> it is yeah you're going backwards <laughs> yeah um, so this is the worst day in pigeon racing history Sean because thousands of birds have vanished during a race <sighs> oh and oh my god so p- pigeon racing by the way is where birds are released from one point and then they fly back and then they go to their home so yeah were these birds based in the Bermuda Triangle by any chance 9,000 birds set Fuck. off from Peterborough. 9,000, Sean, um, on their way to the northeast on Saturday. In what normally would have been a three hour race. How okay. many of them arrived? <laughs> 9,000? 4,000 arrived as 5,000 pigeons had vanished <laughs> in what was described as the worst ever racing day. I was just going to, like, that's not a standard, uh, like, margin of loss for pigeon race. Like, yeah, cause, over half. Yeah, yeah over half of 9,000 is a lot. Uh, like, it's terrible to say, but, like, I assume on a pigeon race, you're going to lose one or two pigeons along the way. Mm. Like, one just, or two is going to be, like, an idiot and just start flying somewhere else. Yeah, or, like, f- fucking flies... Flies straight into a wood chipper or something like that. And what or two are going to retire from the sport and just don't get the love from it anymore? Like half will be done race. for drugs after, yeah. You know, one or two will be done for drugs. It's a situation where you might set off on the race and think, it's a three-hour race, but maybe I want to see the family more. Maybe I'll start off the race and then just veer off and go back home. No point. Maybe it's like the London Marathon. The pigeon isn't able for it, but does it to raise money for a good cause. <laughs> One of the pigeons is dressed as Big Ben, <laughs> flying around. <laughs> One of the pigeons is like carrying a fridge to represent depression. <laughs> and and, he's, and it's, that's the problem. Like 5,000 of them were all special dress. And so that's why they couldn't make it. They were just on the fucking ground trying to fly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were, all, they were all dressed as flightless birds. <laughs> 
a string tied to a fucking fridge around her foot. <laughs> I can't take off, lads. They're still at the starting point, just straining. <laughs> um, most of the breeders I'm talking to are blaming the atmospheric conditions, possibly a solar storm above the clouds that created static in the atmosphere, but no one really knows. What? That's a wild... That you know, that's, that's very similar to what I just did. It's very specific, and then very nobody knows. Nobody, it could be anything. We're suspecting each one was individually struck by lightning, but it's also they could have all gotten Look, lost. It's either I don't fucking know. It could be anything, or a solar storm above the clouds that created static in the atmosphere. Now it's one of those two. We don't know which. Right. Okay. This is risky because. When I put the tags on this episode, this could get us into a very different category of podcast. Okay. What if the sudden interference from 5G towers, right? (laughs) Okay, I'm in. Has upset the pigeon's natural sense of direction, Connor. Yeah. So now they're all flying to Microsoft headquarters. And and Bill Gates has an army of birds. He says army. Now he has an army of birds. He's unstoppable. Like, That's why his wife divorced him. Because she said, I can't deal with these birds anymore, Bill. He said, you're, you're happy to leave. It's, said, if it's you or the birds, I'm choosing the birds. Yeah, I will, I will, I will not give over these birds over my dead body. Uh, and how are the birds getting in here? Windows, Linda. Windows. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> and, so, and think about 5G. What does G stand for? Grand. Five grand. Five thousand, Connor. Five thousand pigeons gone missing. <laughs> Fucking triangle Illuminati confirmed. I don't know if we want to say it. We'll go on. Sorry, I'm just. I'm really enjoying the pigeon pigeon racing Wikipedia page because there's a whole section devoted to doping. <laughs> I like him um, when in the horse racing as well. They're just like the horse was doped. I'm like, he definitely wasn't. It was definitely somebody else. Someone gave it. it to the horse, like. My favourite was, wasn't there a few years ago where one of the writers was like, I didn't know that the horse was, like, full of drugs. I'm like, well, somebody in your team did, because it wasn't you on the drugs. It has to be him. And in horse racing, like, other ones I've heard is that, like, they'll weigh down the saddles before they, before they go weigh the horse. So that... Uh, oh, yeah. You know, that, that they'd be heavier and their odds are low. It's a fucking ridiculous thing. <laughs> but, like, they're giving the pigeons caffeine... They're giving them corticosteroids. <laughs> fuck off. No way. <laughs> what the fuck? They're introducing what? anti-doping rules. <laughs> ah, Jesus Christ. How does the pigeon racing turn into the Tour de France? I don't know, but let's hope there's no... Maybe it was your one with the cardboard sign. She's, She's going to be at the next race. <laughs> She's at every race. She was at the start of this one. 5,000 pigeons just flew into the sign. <laughs> It's a very big sign this time. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So what happens is homing pigeons use the Earth's magnetic field to navigate. But their sense of direction can be distorted by a geomagnetic storm, Sean. Oh, like in the movie Geostorm. Like in the movie Geostorm, maybe a solar storm above the clouds that created static in the atmosphere, like Mr. Richard Sires told us. Right, okay. So wait, if it was static in the atmosphere, did it just impact our sense of direction, or did it, like, shock all of the pigeons at once? No, it's just a, it's just their sense of direction. So they just, I, they think 5,000 pigeons are out there just lost. <laughs> just for, forever circling the globe, just like... <laughs> Breeders have seen hundreds of pigeons fail to return to their clubs. They've asked anyone who sees the pigeons <laughs> to help. Any, any identifying markings on them? Well, they're pigeons, sir. I mean, they say that they have identification rings, but like, who's looking at a pigeon going, what's the fucking ring on that? What's that? Bob? Uh, yeah. Is that fucking Bob? <laughs> How do you read an identification ring on a pigeon? Carefully is the answer. I think but- you'd have to get quite close. Uh, you, yeah, you need to catch. You need to catch the pigeon, like the famous mm. show. Exactly, you need mut, mut, or Mutley and all the lads. All the lads. Pigeon racing was contested at the nineteen hundred Olympic Games in Paris. What? Yes. Yeah. There. That's weird. 
That, like that's not a very good spectator sport, I would say. No, it's it's it. I so although to be fair, any of those spectator sports, like if you turn up and you're at one part of the race, and then they just all run past you, and then it's like, right, well that's done. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, we'll go home now. It's like the St. Patrick's Day parade. Like it's just. But that's designed, like, it just moves and there's different things all the time. A race is, yeah. like, a very shit parade. Not to keep it on the Tour de France, but th- those lads are absolutely, like, in Irish terms, booting it. <laughs> so oh, they are, right? You, like, yeah, they're not hanging around to wave Like, they're going about 60, 70 kilometres an hour. It's like cycling. And so they came to Ireland a few years ago and my dad always told the story of everyone lined up for hours to go down and see them and they all stood down and they all just went vroom and then they were just gone and you were just like, well that was good, right? I'm glad you saw that now. (laughs) (laughs) That's like that blur that we've seen. Um, So they say something happened to disrupted their navigation abilities that they can't find any of these pigeons. And if we find them, we have to return them. They also say we should give them food, water and a rest before allowing them to continue on their way. Sounds like a fucking press report put out by the pigeons. Being like, ah, yeah, lad, just give us a room and board for the night and we'll we'll, we'll move on. <laughs> Sean, this is the worst day in pigeon racing history and you're taking the piss. I think taking- it's outrageous. Look, I have nothing but respect for the pigeon racing community. You know I this. don't have much respect for the lads that trade them. I have respect for the pigeons, to be fair. Pigeons are doing the hard work. Uh, yeah. It's, quite, it's, it's, it's a pretty messed up hobby when you think about it. Because uh, now 5,000 pigeons have just are lost. Like, what if they had a family back home? It's, the thing about that is is why we're allowed cover this is they're not dead they're just lost that we know about <laughs> so, so they're just flying they're just so, flying around someplace how do you it was were the 9,000 pigeons were, were they all belonging to one person no it, it's like you have trainers you'd have a lot of teams you'd have right, guys so they all let them off like, at once kind of. it's not one yeah, lad so with, you turn up you rock up with your team of five and you got the five best pigeons that you have yeah. And you rock up and then we ro- we release those five and if one of those win, you get the money. Oh, cla- oh, so I could get my ragtag team of pigeons together who all come from like different upbringings. Like there's different the posh one. areas, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. they don't really get on at first and there's going to be a midpoint in the journey where they really don't get on. Oh, they and split. then they realise, they split and then they realise we're stronger together than we are apart. Yeah, and 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 they're, they're like, and they're someone is telling them like, listen, you're meant to just fucking eat chips in a train station, and then he's like, stop pigeonholing me, and they say that's what we call our house, and <laughs> and then he goes off to become At the a race, racing pigeon. You train them, you, you train them to form some sort of megazord kind of like legs and arms, then they become Optimus Prime, and then they fly through rocket fuel to the finish line. And the villain pigeon that they've been fighting against this whole oh, yeah. time hurts his wing at the end and is dive bombing. And our hero pigeons dive down and yes. pick him up and carry and, him across the finish And they're like, line. we're going to finish together. We're yeah. going to finish this together. And the little at the end villain, of the day, we're all the pigeons. Villain, the little villain has a little moustache and a little scarf. He's a little evil pigeon, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think this is a movie. Pixar I could do this. Do you think there's a movie about pigeon racing out there? Uh, is there not that movie that had Ricky Gervais that was about the birds the animated movie the animated oh Spies in Disguise no that's oh not oh god it. I don't know uh, was it actually was it about World War 2 like owls or something I, there that's were from, like, more pigeons during the war uh, that like you'd send messages by pigeon and shit like that but I don't know I'm, is the answer I'm pretty positive there's a movie that has Ricky Gervais in it as a bird <laughs> As 2007 somebody looked that up uh, let me have a look there War Pigeons during World War 2 yes starring Ewan McGregor Ricky Gervais Tim Curry this is an all star cast it's called Valiant what year uh, that came out uh, 2005 oh I said 07 that's fair enough I said 19 right. BC Tag with the same kind of confidence it's just like it's so mad because it's a Disney movie, but it's just like five years after the declaration of World War Two, three homing pigeon service. Yeah, I think that was along the same lines of all those animated movies they did for a few years. Always had three characters that were animals. Wasn't there the one where um, wasn't it about a farm and there was like a cow and all that? I can't remember Over what that hedge. was called. 
No, not over the hedge. Although over the hedge was one as well. But there was one about a cow on a on a or a farm animals on a trip as well. This barnyard. Oh, it could be barnyard. That's like oh four as well. That was two oh two thousand oh six. So this is this is not movie Monday, Sean. But this is just us take, reminiscing about old movies that nobody remembers. That's what movie Mondays is for. <laughs> um, that'll tell uh, anyone listening to this we have a head full of useless information about shit that movies that I've seen when I shouldn't have <laughs> yeah oh yeah that's just it's clogging up like oh how do you actually fucking manage a house nah don't need to know that no Jim Broadbent <laughs> was in Valiant though <laughs> <laughs> we're moving on to an IO man Sean as IO man allegedly threatens to blow up McDonald's over lack of sauces Ooh, not where I thought that story was going to go. I thought it was going to mm. be about the ice cream machine being broken. Well, that that would be... See, it's always broken. But yeah. is it broken? We don't know. It's definitely a scam to get you to just buy, like, a milkshake instead. Yeah, or some sort of 5G reason that I can't oh, come yeah. up with right now. An Iowa <laughs> man was arrested over the weekend for threatening to blow up McDonald's after the restaurant allegedly failed to include dipping sauces with his order, Sean. <sighs> Tough. Tough. I, d- I have this happen to me regularly, though, with takeaways. And you just get on with your life, don't you? I, I think you just accept it. Like, who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? I'm not making someone drive back to my house, like, to give me a fucking sachet of sauce. Because this is I a ordered, small town that I live in. <laughs> I ordered sushi last week, and they yeah. didn't send any chopsticks with it. And I like using some chopsticks. I just got, went and got a knife and a fork. Just what can you do? That's that fair. We had that happen a couple of times. You know what we did? We actually bought ourselves some chopsticks, Connor. Oh, very smart. Very you smart. Reusable. Metal. Reusable chopsticks. Reusable <sighs> straws as well. Oh, what's oh, sorted now? Good stuff. Bold yeah. strategy. You're living in 2025. <laughs> <So> yeah. <laughs> wow. Four years ahead. <laughs> Like not that advanced, but like advanced enough that like it's impressive. Like yeah, fair play to you. That's that that would be probably usual in twenty twenty five. So Robert Galwitzer, forty two, called up his local McDonald's in Ankeny after finding he had no sauces for his chicken McNuggets. Sean, not his um, nuggies. Uh, the employee told him on the phone that a mistake had been made and apologized, but this wasn't enough. For him. <laughs> of course it wasn't. Of course it wasn't. Why would it be? He, he became erratic in his responses on the phone, continuously telling them that a mistake had been made and he wanted it fixed. <laughs> but, like, that's... It's sauce, dude. You can buy... You probably have sauce in the house. What sauce did he want? Um, it's not said what sauce he wanted. What sauce... What are you going with, McNugget? Like, uh, I mean, ketchup's a classic choice. It's simple. Uh, simple and effective. You have it. Every house has it. Yeah. Or, you know, a bit of HP brown sauce. Why not? I would never. That HP brown sauce is the work of a lunatic. Um, what? So, you, I thought you'd be a man who'd love HP brown sauce. No. <laughs> I'm a ketchup man on everything. Ketchup man on everything. My God. No, I used to be a fiend for ketchup. but I've just gone off it the last few years. I, I rarely have ketchup now. What, what are you having with chips? Mayonnaise, ketchup or brown sauce? Do you know, I'd usually have some kind of garlic mayo if I was out. Madness. Uh, Absolute lunacy. because I usually get the sweet potato chips myself. Just get ketchup, call it a day, we've peaked. Ah, <laughs> okay. Do you have salt and vinegar on your chips? I don't, but I'm just a lunatic, That's, to be fair. See, you've lost all credibility in the I, argument. I don't really get takeaway chips. <laughs> I do them in the oven, Sean. That's fair. I do, I, I, the only time I get them is in a spice bag. I've already talked about spice bags on this I show. I don't enough. get spice bags. <laughs> You'd love a spice bag, Connor. You're a spicy boy. <laughs> I'm trying to keep fit. I don't it's, want to be spice bagging. It's carbon protein. It's perfect. <laughs> he allegedly threatened to blow up the restaurant. Sorry, not to change the subject. No, it's fine. And change it away. <laughs> he allegedly threatened to blow up the restaurant after a few minutes on the phone and punch an employee over the offence. He also stated that he'd come down there and give them more sauce than they could possibly handle. And then the article says, it's not clear what he meant by this threat. <laughs> Was he gonna? Yeah, like is it a case that he's gonna dump ketchup all over the place? Which in in that case, you have your ketchup, dude. Yeah, if you're arriving with sauce, then you've got nothing to complain about. You had sauce at home. 
Yeah. T- probably better sauce than the McDonald's ketchup packet, I would argue. Yeah. That'd probably be shit. Um, police said Gal- Carl Galwitzer at the phone number he used to make his arrest. <laughs> so the employee contacted the police and what happened was they just gave them like his number I'm like, yeah. this is this is the number he rang us on. And then the police rang, um, he used to make a threat. At which point, he admitted to making a threat. And then admitted again during an interview at the department. He stood by his threats and said that he had been wronged. <laughs> and Not since the great pigeon disappearance of 2021 has there been such an injustice. <laughs> he said he wanted to make a counter case against the McDonald's for false advertising. <laughs> Fucking hell. What? Is this man like... Here's the thing. Because there are some people who are just mental, right? But yeah. there are some people who are entitled. Are we, we've worked in retail. So yeah. people are fucking dickheads as well. People are pricks for no reason. Except for our yeah. listeners, you're all lovely. You're um, all great, except for waffles. Go on. <laughs> waffles, you're nice too. All right. I know, so. he's the best one. He's the best one. That's why we're now no, doing Connor, this. dial it back. Dial it back. <laughs> he's not the best. He's mediocre. No, oh, you've gone too far. <laughs> Eight out of ten. <laughs> I mean, I, I take that myself, I'll be honest. Uh, Connor's never deemed to give me a number rating. <laughs> That's a human <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but people some people are just dickheads for no reason and I think that's what this man is he'll just complain about anything so you, yeah now to threaten explosives is uh, is, a, is a bit excessive I would say firstly it's not going to solve your problem it's just going to make it harder to get the sauces if anything because if, you, if your problem is you have no sauce and they are the place that has the sauce if you blow them up then nobody has any sauce so, yeah, and the ice cream machine is broken forever. Now, he hadn't been informed of that at the time, but I think if oh. he had, I think the TNT would have already been used. It would have been pulled up and it would have been brought down. He would have just been out there with, like, the big plunger ready to go. <laughs> That's all I imagine when I hear of explosion. <laughs> like a cartoon Wiley Coyote That's explode. all I can think of, yeah. Um, but this man, he rings up, he orders a McDonald's. They'd go and come with a sauce. He's thinking to himself, right, you know what's going to happen here is obviously explosion is the next logical step in this scenario. What do you think would be better, right? He either doesn't get sauce, he doesn't get his ketchup, or he gets a packet of strawberry jam. Which do you think would be better as a scenario for this man? For his chicken nuggets. You think McDonald's has strawberry jam in those little tubs? I'm nearly positive they have strawberry jam. They absolutely do not. They have honey. They de- no maple syrup. They have maple syrup. Do McDonald's yeah, have maple jam? Yeah, maple syrup, but that's not even maple syrup. Like, let's be honest here. That's oh, gone through some you, serious strain. <laughs> strawberry jam, fifteen grams, McDonald's UK. Oh, oh, it's a fine-looking jam, Connor. What are they selling that wit? They do a You're breakfast. Oh, I suppose like with a scone or a scone or a <laughs> or a scone. I'm covering a, all my bases here. <laughs> I don't know if they do scone. Oh, they fucking they, what? Oh, that's that's a concept I've not thought about. Here, okay, I'm gonna gonna pitch you something here, Connor, and you just okay. tell me when it gets weird. Okay. Okay. Toasted bagel with okay jam. That's wrong. Now, I don't want to say Isn't anything, it? but that is wrong. That is foul. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> Do you not have, like, some cream cheese? Just cream cheese? Keep it savoury, lads. <laughs> even a tomato. Something like, I would say, maybe a bit of salmon. A lovely bit of salmon, though, on top salmon of that bagel. bagel is bit of tomato, delicious. you're absolutely flying. And a piece of jam, you might as well be locked up. Jam on your fucking bag. What is wrong with you, McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> this this is another documentary about McDonald's. And I've... Oh, and someone... Uh, there's a picture from Reddit here. Someone got a tube of grape jam uh, with their Big Mac. <laughs> so, <laughs> fuck's sake. That's... That, I will allow explosions for that. I will say <laughs> you are allowed to blow the McDonald's up if that happens to you. That is the one type. Not localised anywhere, just explosions no. somewhere are allowed. Somewhere, just a near, the nearest McDonald's to you. 
if it happens yeah. to one of your gang. They also do porridge with jam. I would never buy porridge at McDonald's. No. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Something that's meant to be like so like, I don't know, naturally good for you. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, we'll fucking serve it here. Yeah, you just don't even know what's in it. from the burgers, just put, put them in water, you'd be grand. <laughs> we scraped out the bottom of the chip barrel, <laughs> stuck it in, <laughs> be grand. <laughs> Get a fucking Big Mac and grow up. <laughs> <laughs> grow up. <laughs> um, so, Sean, that is it for this week's weird news, I think. What um, a week of weird news. It's do you know wild. what? We I've... didn't even have time to get to Florida, man. Well, it was a packed week. We had all of that Tour de France news to talk about. Tour, Tour de France, pigeon racing, McDonald's, it's a whole thing. And, and uh, that, the, the mess man, Methy Joe, is the that me- what we called him? Yeah, Methy Joe. Methy Joe's a good guy. He is. He is. Well, he's not so good. He did get arrested, I heard. Addicted uh, to heroin. <laughs> Subverting <laughs> expectations. That's comedy. I like it. Um, but, Connor, do you want me to take us out? Yes, please. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode of Weird News Wednesday. We will be back Friday with Hero or Zero. Uh, Monday with Movie Mondays. Next Wednesday, then, with another episode of Weird News Wednesdays. Uh, big thank you goes out to all of our patrons who support us over on Patreon. Everyone over there is amazing, help us keep making this show. They also get access to the likes of our Lazarus Pit shows. That's where we review old comic book or generally nerdy or just movies we want to watch uh, or sometimes don't want to watch. Um, mm. so we review all of those over there we just did um, our review of Star Wars Episode 2 Attack of the Clones so if you're a Star Wars fan or if you hate Star Wars you might enjoy that episode so $5 or more a month will get you that also big thanks has to go out to all of our patrons um, Fing Fang Foom 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 uh, Can I guess that that's Waffles? You guessed correct, sir. <laughs> Eight out of ten. <laughs> I'd give it a nine. Uh, thank you okay. also goes to Kira Lawler, David Clark, Ed Ball, Joe, RateMyHemsworth.com, Click Rate, Click Luke, Refresh Repeat, Never Give Up, Hickok Didn't Bernie, Ray Ging, Roisin Shrodoshin Halley, Ryan Right Time Evans- Evanson, Sean Heroes Don't Do That Jamieson. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic, Josiah, Florida, Gal Green, Anna, Maureen has the fry on Hjelmroos, Lil Dicky, it's my boy Bear's birthday on June 28th, he'll be two, huge fan of the show, especially Hero or Zero, thanks guys. Uh, that was Danny yesterday, Mc- happy birthday. Happy birthday, uh, Bear, happy birthday, hope hope you're enjoying the show, sorry about mm. all the swearing I do. No, uh, I do uh, apologise, Sean is terrible for it. <laughs> thank you also to Danny McLaughlin and to Ray. Um, thank you all so so much for your continued support if you want to head over there link in the description also linked is our merch store where you can get t-shirts and stuff um, if you have any pictures of merch by the way send them on over to the Facebook uh, that's Detective Dillman's discussion group or you can tweet them to us at Heroes for Hire Pod the 4 is a number 4 Instagram then is Heroes for Hire Podcast uh, but the most important and best way and most helpful thing you can ever do is to tell one human being that we exist just the one please and I think that's about it Connor. I think so. So I have been Connor Lawler. I have been Sean Meehan. I will see you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.